Axis Flash. edition of the Kaiju Kingdom podcast. We are your hosts, Jessica, and I am Chris Eaton. Ah, Jessica, it's a brand new yes. year. Twenty fifteen. Yes, is it is. It is awesome. Uh, sorry that it's about a month into the uh, to the year already, and we are just now getting to you. But it's been a busy couple of weeks. Between uh, just got some personal things going on, uh, and uh, yeah, I was hammered with work. So not only that, but I have like. 19 other podcasts I do over on the Realmcast site, so it's just like, oh, there's not enough time in the world to, to, to do any of this. But now, here we are. So, Jessica, how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I was going to say we're looking, I'm looking forward to Chinese New Year. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if you're looking forward to Chinese New Year. It's the greatest drinking day for every white guy in the world. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, it's Chinese New Year, and I know it's the year of the sheep or the ram mm-hmm. or the goat or whatever. Oh, my God. I, I sound like the worst Asian out there. But uh, it is supposed to be the sheep or the ram. Mm-hmm. And, uh, however, I I celebrate Chinese New Year with a fervor, um, which actually sounded terrible because I just butchered the animal that this year represented. Uh, but, you know, in the spirit of Kaiju, I was going to wear, like, a Godzilla onesie and just pretend I was a Chinese dragon oh, yeah. out into the Chinese New Year parade and just celebrate in that fashion. There will be no cultural shaming of that, though. Like, it's a, wrong, <laughs> wrong year. Come on. It's, you know, some sort of lamb, okay? Just get get on, get, get on, get on the, the, the boat with it. But, uh, no, no, I mean, it's, I don't know. When is the Year of the Dragon? Did that already pass? Yes, I think it already passed. Yeah, it was uh, Golden Dragon, too, or something. Uh, it was okay. something amazing. Because every, it goes, it's 60-year cycle. Mm-hmm. So every 60 year, a different year becomes the golden one. Oh, okay. So, so, like... so, you know, it's like, you know, you have regular animals. Because I was born in the, um, many of us are born in the Year of the Rat. Mm-hmm. But then every once in a while, there's the Year of the Golden Rat. Oh, so, which actually makes it more special. But I actually wanted to point out that it doesn't matter what zodiac animal you have that year. Mm-hmm. There's always some sort of dragon in the Chinese <laughs> New Year parade. It's so, all... mine Godzilla onesie mm-hmm. won't be too far fetched um, because you know Chinese is also known in their mythology for their dragons. So, it's... you might see some sheep and ram this year and a dragon. It's almost... And then the year that's an actual dragon, mm-hmm. you can get like a double dragon. Not Ooh. like the 80s game and movie. <laughs> Not like Billy cartoon, and Jimmy Lee, but beaten by a double dragon. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think it's mandatory that there has to be some sort of dragon at a, any sort of like Chinese you know, celebration, isn't it? Yes, it is that and some sort of lion dog. Mm hmm. Um, like, you know, you've seen them in front of, like, people's homes. They're kind of like statues. Um, so there's a lion dog. But it's mostly, you know, every once in a while there's a phoenix. Um, but a dragon is a huge thing. Yeah. And now there's more and more panda memorabilia. But pandas, just because it's the nation's, um, yeah, China's, the you know, China's animal. 
the most indis- the most discriminant animal when it comes to relationships too. Like it has the highest uh, setting for uh, for finding a mate. It's like no, no, <laughs> too fat, too skinny. <sighs> the hair's not black enough. There's a little gray in there. Nope, no, nope, can't can't mate with you. Oh my gosh! Yeah, they're gonna die out. I'm so and scared. It's... I remember being younger and being mm-hmm. like, "Oh no, they're gonna die out, mom." And mom is like, "Oh, they may be, you know, slower to reproduce, but mm-hmm. hopefully they won't die out." Yeah, hopefully not. If not, we can always clone them. I love Jurassic Park. Which, by the way, Jessica, I know it's not exactly kaiju, but it's within the realm. Did you see the Lost World uh, preview while you were while we were gone? Oh, yes, yes, the Jurassic World one. Yeah, I'm sorry, well, Lost World. <laughs> no, it's okay. Mm-hmm. We were watch. I was watching the Super Bowl mm-hmm. and uh, watching the various commercials that came with it. Mm-hmm. And I did see Jurassic World in which I, like, froze in, like, mid-chip dip. <laughs> I just, like, didn't move until it was done. I love Chris Pratt. Who does I love dinosaurs. I don't know if I can accept Chris Pratt in Jurassic World until I think after I've seen it. Well, you know this is his dream, right? Like he he's a Jurassic yes. Park baby. Like that 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 was his goal. Like there's videos out there of him like early on in his career pretending that he got a call from Spielberg to be in the next Jurassic Park film. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I remember watching that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah, I I really hope that the rumors are true that he is actually a grown up Tim because that would just be perfect. Yes, yes, that actually would be perfect. That would be perfect. I think my thing with him is he's known to have a comedic voice, so it's hard for me to see him in something a little bit more serious. Kind of like when Jim Carrey came out with What's the Man on the Moon or something. People were like, you know, can the comedic actors do something like that? Or Adam Sandler in Punk Drunk Love. Yes. So... Punch drunk love, excuse me, not punk. (laughs) So uh, it was a little bit... So No, I love Chris Pratt. I love... I love everything. Dinosaur, prehistoric, paleontology, paleobiology. Uh, I don't know, because I think it's Chris Press's voice. It's a little, I'm not going to say hi, mm-hmm. but it just, you know, he sounds very goofy and happy all the time. He, well, he is. He's a, he's a ball of, of energy that you just want to just, like, hang around. He's like the sun. You just want to absorb his rays. <laughs> but no, it looks awesome. And not only that, but it has a tie because Legendary is producing it too. That's like the first project they jumped on when they went over to Universal. So mm-hmm. They're just like, hey, you're doing this Jurassic Park movie? It's like, yeah, you know, hey, we knew a little thing about this, so let us let us get in on that. So, yeah, I can't, uh, I can't wait. The new, like, I know people were complaining about the new Super Dinosaur. I'm fine with it. I love the fact that they kind of gave away, they, they gave you the basic plot. Like, it's super smart. And it's out, like, hunting, like, everyone. Like, it's literally got, like, a rifle. It's picking off people, like, at the park and just causing chaos. So the fact that Chris Pratt has to go out there and stop it with his gang of raptors just has my mind exploding right now. (laughs) If at one point he gets on top of the T-Rex and rides it, I'm just going to lose my mind. I'm just, I'm going to, like, I'm like, that's it. I I can die happy. Like, I've, there's an awesome Godzilla movie, but I've seen... Every awesome thing that the world, that the universe could possibly give me. So yeah, oh, I can't wait June. I want June to be here already. Like I'm, I'm excited for Avengers, but oh, Jurassic World, I can't wait. Oh, it's okay. Did you, uh, did you ever see, um, Colin Trevor? I can't, I can't butcher his name. Trevor Wows. I, I don't know how to. I can't say his name properly. Did you ever see, um, uh, Safety Not Guaranteed? 
um, the, it's got uh, Aubrey Plaza. Yes. Uh, she Plus. is a pro legate from mm-hmm. Parks and Rec. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I did. I did. Safety not. It's it's cute. I it was not what I expected, but in a good way. Yes, uh, it's an adorable. One. Go go check it out because that's the guy that's making the new Jurassic World film. Ah, uh, on that note, uh, there was a lot of stuff. You were not here when uh, uh, Kochi Kawakita died. Uh, I was not. Mm -hmm. I was was sadly busy at the moment, but you let me know immediately, and I, like, flipped. Yeah. So, yeah. Thankfully, Mark stepped in to kind of, you know, help help with that episode. So, uh, you're listening, Mark. Thanks a lot. Uh, He's a... He's a, if he, I'm officially naming him like the, he's the fifth Beatle of this podcast now. <laughs> yes, yes, so. he is. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, that sad times. It was a crazy holiday, holiday week, holiday season in general. There's a, but now we're in 2015. We're we're one year closer to. Uh, let's see, what do we got coming on? Oh, we got next year. We got a brand new got Japanese Godzilla movie, and then after that, it's Pacific Rim the animated series, and then after that, it's Pacific Rim two. And then after that, it's Godzilla two. There's just there's too much. I I don't know. I, there's too much time. I don't know how we're gonna con- you know do all that. I don't know how we're gonna contain it all. Um, I I had the opportunity mm-hmm. to follow up with that to get the Japanese import <gasps> for the Godzilla video game. Mm-hmm. But if Chris Eaton remembers, you were there. I was inboxing you about it. Yes. And you and I. I mean, I like to call it stalking. I mm-hmm. think you were just looking. But uh, we went on Matt Frank's page. Mm-hmm. He is lovely, uh, the artist for Godzilla over at IDW, because I believe he was gifted one yes. by, a, by a dear friend of his. And he played it, and I was in a bit, because the thing is, I did not know if my heart could wait until later of this year. <laughs> but I think ultimately the decision was because I didn't understand. I don't, I don't speak and or read or write or understand Japanese. Mm-hmm. So I didn't think it was. When I get it, I want it not as a collector's but to play, and it would yeah. only confuse me. Yes. And I understand that, you know, gameplay is roughly the same. However, as we all know, we prefer things in the language that we are most familiar with. Mm-hmm. So um, after talking to you about it, I remember I was like, mm, I, think, I think I'm just going to wait. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm just going to wait till yeah. the American version comes out. <laughs> Play which, it and then, and then maybe get the other one as a collector's. I don't know. Which, by the way, if I have the money, yeah. But I think I should go English first. Yeah, you definitely should. I do think that there's going to be like an added bonus something. I know, uh, reading up on it, that there's a few glitches that have been fixed or are being fixed for the American release, from what I've been reading. And there might be some, like, uh, bonus content out there, too. And I know a lot of people are bemoaning the fact it's on Xbox One. But for those who are, suck it. I'm a PlayStation guy all the way through. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, the uh, they just Namco just released a new trailer too. You can check that out in the show notes if you want to see it. Because me describing it would not do it any justice at all. Oh yeah, God no! It's so amazing. I was freaking out. I was screaming like it's Mothra. It's Atomic Breath. I'm freaking out. My friends were like, just go ahead and get it if you're like if you're able to at the moment mm-hmm. to get it. I was like, yeah, but then I'm not gonna. Read it. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I'm just gonna guess a story. Like I prided myself in collecting American comics reprinted internationally, mm-hmm. so I have several of. I have like Flash Rebirth by Jeff Johns mm-hmm. in Japanese, and then another one in German, mm-hmm. only for my joy to be 
realize when I was like, wait a minute, I can't read it. <laughs> so I'm just like, but the thing is, you know, obviously we've read the English version. We've read it in the original format. So I'm just like collecting, just having these things in languages that I can't read in mm-hmm. or understand or speak. And I was like, hmm. I don't think I'll do that with the video game. I yeah. think I will wait. Yeah, I got a ton of Guyver mangas just sitting collecting dust on my shelf because there hasn't been a proper release of it in like 15 years now. Or actually, going on almost 20. So like, I buy the imports and then I go online and pray that there's someone still like translating this thing on there. So it's like, oh my god, this is so off. I have no idea what's going on. Like, yeah, I could learn Japanese, oh, yeah. but I'm, I'm an idiot. So. Hmm. <laughs> So, but anyway, uh, so yeah, so that's going on. Uh, God, what else is going on? What since since we've been gone? I, I it feels we're we're kind of playing this episode a little loose. It's um, we have two big shows coming up. I can't really mention about this, and you'll know when we put them up. They're going to be super awesome. But not it, me not wanting to jinx anything. I'm not going to mention them at the second. But you'll know the first one probably by about next Friday, and then the second one maybe like a week or two after that. But in the meantime, we're just kind of playing a little fast. So I wanted to get something up uh, this week, and you know, just you know, just kind of catch up. Like, it's a it's a nice. Uh, this is an after dark. We're all sipping uh, tea right now and, and enjoying like our our sultry voices. On that note, Jessica. Yes. Did you get the video I sent you the other day? I did. I did get. So Chris lovingly knows that as much as I try to keep up with pop culture. I do, I'm like chaotic, so, um, he, he inboxed me in my Facebook inbox, The Gridman. Yes. Which was amazing that I watched it twice, <laughs> and a friend walking by behind me was like, oh my gosh, I have no idea what's happening, but it looks awesome, and just kept on walking. Mm-hmm. For- because I had headphones on, so yes. there's no way he could, he could hear it. Mm-hmm. But it just looked awesome. So, but I was like, yes. I was very excited. I was like, thank you for inboxing that. For those who don't know, Jessica, what is Gridman? It is, for those who enjoy everything kind of... I can't want to describe it. Those who like Robotech, Gundam, all of those things, this is in the similar realm. Mm-hmm. And it is something very awesome. And there is large kaijus mm-hmm. that, I mean, at least there was one in the short that we saw, that a similar character like that, who's the protagonist, ends up fighting. So it's in true Japanese format. Mm-hmm. It is animated. Mm-hmm. It is animated. And um, what we watched was not in English. So it was in Japanese. Well, there's... Um, how, well, actually, was it? There's, there's the, one, the, the one spoken line is actually yeah. subbed. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm fighting off a bit of a, a, a sinus thing right now. So, uh, well, for those who don't know what what, what exactly, I would you say the the proper term would be Ultraman meets Tron? Yes, okay. yes, I would think so. And there were so many elements about it I liked, but you describe it first because you can probably do it a little mm-hmm. bit better than me. Okay, so Gridman in Japan was Subaraya's, uh Subaraya Productions, I think last. Non ultra, mm-hmm. like not in the main ultra series uh, production, um, they actually switched formats. What they used to shoot in, they sh- they switched to like a digital video format in this show. Uh, it's awesome. It's pretty much Ultraman in the internet. Uh, in America, though, 
it came over here during the Power Ranger boom in like 94, 95. And it was known as Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad. There's yes, many... I did not want to butcher that name, so I'm yes. glad that you got this thing. I was a massive fan of that show, and I still I still proclaim that it does hold up pretty well, considering that it is a kid's show and it's an American adaptation. Uh, going back and watching a lot of the Japanese shows compared to... The Japanese episodes compared to the American ones, not as butchered in terms of, uh, you know, the, the repurposing the footage as, say, the first couple of seasons of Power Rangers were. Uh, they pretty kind of kept the, they kept the base, same basic concept. They kept a lot of the, uh, the actual the actual tropes. I mean, there's the, the characters are... there's the Obviously, it's American actors, and it was most... Famously known for the Middle Lawrence brother as one of his uh, one of his vehicles. Those who don't know, there was Joey Lawrence, Matthew Lawrence, and I forgot the little kid's brother, or the little the youngest brother of the two. But uh, they were kind of like the it thing from like 1994 to 1996. And uh, Matthew, this was his big kind of breakout, and then he would go on to play. I think it was um, uh, oh god, what was um. I'm blanking on the character's name in Boy Meets World. Uh, Corey's best friend. Jeez. Uh, but anyway, yeah, he was. He showed up in the later seasons of that. But anyway, back to Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad. Had a catchy theme. They had Tim Curry voice the uh, main bad guy, Kilo Khan. And essentially, uh, the you know uh, Matthew Lawrence's character would he would go into the into the computer world. Like literally, he was physically going into computers. And he would turn into a uh, uh, Ultraman-type character. Now, he would fight these monsters, which were essentially computer viruses, and when things got tough, he had backup, which was, this is where it deviated from the Ultra series immensely, and where I fell in love with it. So there were two backup uh, vehicle teams that would come in with him, and in the, I think it, I think the Japanese show, his his friends did not ride, they, I think they piloted them from outside the computer, but in the show, they would go into the computer and help servo fight all these monsters there is the uh there was the assault team which made uh xenon a giant robot and he would turn into armor for servo and he would become uh um oh god what was the name was, uh, there was formo which i think was oh synchro it was synchro that was what the armored version of servo would be and he had a uh, giant drill like you know shoulder pads and it was awesome and then if they couldn't even get any better there was an assault plane that turned into a massive mechanical T-Rex. His name was Drago, and he was awesome, but bulky as crap. So when you see him fight, he was flinging his little mechanical T-Rex arms left and right, kind of just clawing at the monsters, and then shoot like a massive thing of flames. He would turn into armor for Servo and become Formo, and that was like his ultimate power because the T-Rex head would become a massive cannon, and it was a million degrees of awesome. So, they were also possibly the greatest uh, toy line I have ever had the joy of playing with as a child. So, uh, even more so than many of the Power Rangers. So, yeah, so there's this uh, animation, um, uh, yeah, best way to put it, uh, Hideki Anna, uh, Anno, uh, the creator of Neon Genesis Evangelion, has got a, a new animation studio. And he's doing this um, online series called Japan Animators uh, Festival? Um, and what it is, is he's having various animators from different studios come in and pretty much just like, here's, you got seven minutes, make whatever you want, show off your talents. So they've been running, 
I think for like 12 weeks now, and each week there's something new, and they give you a preview. So this was like week eight or week nine, and they pretty much announced like, hey, we're going to do a Gridman short, and I lost my mind because the studio behind it is Trigger, the uh, team from Gynax that made uh, Gurren Lagann. They broke off and made their own studio called Trigger, and then they their most recent uh, work you might know is uh, Kill a Kill, which is... Insane, and I love every second of it. I I love if you can do insanity right, I am sold completely. So pretty much the team behind Kill a Kill, uh, obviously we're fans of this, and what they did was they animated just every attack mode of all the vehicles in the in in the show, and pretty much it's just a montage of fighting. It's five and a half minutes of glory, and I've watched it stupidly. Um, And the beauty was now here's the thing. So, as you mentioned, it starts off with, like, two ghostly kaijus, like, attacking a city. And you see this dude with glasses. He shows up and stands in front of, like, a, just a monolith of computer monitors. And then he watches pretty much what his Gridman, a.k.a. Servo, uh, fight various villains and just use all of his attacks. And they show uh, Xenon and Drago. And it's just amazing. So when that... And it's playing the, the ending theme song over the montage of the show, the, the Japanese show. So then it gets quiet, and then the the guy with the glasses, he has a little device that attaches to his arm. And if you watch the show, you know that's the device that in the American version and the Japanese version, the uh, boy character, which would be Matthew Lawrence, would hit, and it would, turn, it would send him into the computer, and he turned into a grid man. So what he does, he opens it up, pretty much does his, his change, and then the theme song to the show plays, and it's just a mountain of epic lands and what they show is something that was even it's you're going into super depths of nerdum at this point because here's the thing the character in the sh- in that you were looking at was the unwilling bad guy of the uh of the show he would create the monsters that the kilocon character would turn into viruses at the end he you know realizes the error of his ways he joins up with the uh, gridman crew and helps them defeat the kilocon character now after that, Superaya, when the show ended, was like, we're going to do a sequel, and we're going to call it uh, Gridman Sigma. And it was going to take place in the real world and not in the computer world. And the character that uh, in, Amer- in the American show was named Malcolm, he would be the good guy, and he would turn into a version of Gridman named Gridman Sigma, kind of like his brother. <coughs> and they would do pretty much do a full Ultraman thing. It never got made, because they abandoned it after, like, uh, you know think some pre uh, press material got out and then it never got made and they moved on to I think ultra uh, doing ultra Antica after that so what the animators did in their super geekdom was give present just give the actual first moving images of gridman Sigma blasting awesome music to it and I was just like I was on the ground like laughing like like I'd just been hopped up on uh, on like laughing gas just like <laughs> Like that, like like I was making dolphin noises. Oh my god, that did sound like a porpoise. Yes, I just I it was like two in the morning when I watched this thing because it was uh, released like in uh, like in the morning in Japan. So, so I someone posted like whereas I was getting ready to go to bed and I wa- watched till my eyes bled. I love this. The animation is beautiful. The uh, the fights are awesome and just the ending just gets you so pumped. You just want to go out and just start lifting weights for some reason. Yes, and for those who didn't get to see it, go online and see it. 
I and I guess for those who won't be seeing it but wants to be, I don't know, spoilers? <laughs> I don't know, cover your ears. But I love the way the person Gridman had his extra armor attached to him. Oh yeah, that's the that was the that was the greatest thing. Because about that was too. something that was a little bit different. Yes. At least my friend called it a mix between. He was like, it's like Power Rangers meets Iron Man yet Voltron. Yes. So it was like a, I mean, that's how I would also describe it, and that's how you know we saw it as. Yeah. But it was different. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just person in a machine mm-hmm. excuse me a giant robot mm-hmm. um a person you know in gi- in a giant robot or it wasn't quite iron man you know where it's a smaller you know person yeah. of regular height and parts of it comes to you it was like a mix of that plus you had things that kind of came together and it was like you became larger it was amazing it's <sighs> like it's, a, it's a, all of all of the different ways you think robotic armor should mm-hmm. go including Power Rangers, and then you bring that together. Yes. I think there are people actually petitioning Trigger to, to do, like, a full-length series of this right now because people are just like, this is incredible on every single molecular level in the known universe. Please make more. For the love of God, make more. I don't think that's up to them. I think that's up to Subaraya if they ever, you know... They're kind of notorious for not really letting stuff out because they've been burned in the past about loaning out their, uh, their, their properties. They're very protective. Um, but uh, I think if people keep hounding, then they I, I pray that Trigger makes a, a Gridman series. Even if it's just like you give me ten episodes, I will be happy, or at least a, a full movie, because it was phenomenal. And I had these toys as a kid. I had uh, the Xenon, and I had the Servo, the big Servo. And they were they were put out by by uh, Playmates. I th- don't even think they were imports like the like Bandai did with the uh, Power Ranger toys. I think they were actually properly manufactured. I, I don't quote don't quote me on it, but I'm I'm fairly certain uh, Playmates made them. These things were badass. The servo figure articulated and he was made out of like a sturdy plastic and he had like like 34 points of articulation. That doesn't sound like a lot, but for that kind of figure it was. <coughs> the Xenon figure, which was pretty much like a Zord that you put together it had mobility, which was unheard of for that stuff. Like if you if you have like a um, like the old Megazords from back then, like even the new Megazords now are are, are junk. Like the ones Bandai makes are garbage. Um, there are very few that like the older ones are, are pretty cool, but even then they were like ah, the articulation sucks. These had articulation, they had movement, they were great. And then when you put them into the um, armor mode, it just made them even better. And I have yearned like I've I've told myself like one year I'm gonna take my tax return. I'm gonna go find these things online. I'm gonna re I'm gonna reacquire them, because that was one of the one of my greatest, um, you know, uh, uh, regrets in life is not taking care of a lot of my more Japanese stuff as a child because I was an idiot. Uh, and you know, looking back now, because I, I of course I went on eBay, and I looked up and uh, there's one dude that sells the entire like large scale series and he wants twelve hundred bucks for it. I'm like, yeah, good God. Yeah, I don't have that. And you know what? The pro the thing was people were bidding on it too, like these were the they were quality toys and that's that's that was the key. Like even um, do you remember the uh, Australian Ultraman show from the hell from the yeah yes Ultraman towards the future which that's gonna have to be an episode because they're all on Hulu I found out. Yes, uh, there's a lot there's a lot of amazing things on Hulu. Yes, and I saw that I'm like oh I know what I'm doing this weekend I'm revisiting my six year old uh, Sunday mornings. Um, 
Yeah, those Ultran fi <coughs> figures, which I think Lou put out, were okay. They weren't great, but they were okay. The problem was Ultraman was just had like his arms and legs could move, like he could karate chop and stuff like that. But the problem was his paint chipped like nothing else. But the monsters were actually sculpted pretty cool, and they were like lightweight plastic. So they have, I have a Garukadon still, and he holds he he holds up pretty well. But uh, they were yeah. The, the freaking superhuman samurai figures blew all that stuff away. And that has been Chris ranting and raving about his lost childhood. <laughs> no problem. No, I was going to say, never go on eBay. It's a dangerous site that reminds you of what things could have been. Yes. Oh, God, so much. Like, I was looking back at getting... Um, because for the longest time, like, when eBay first came out, there was... Uh, I had the, uh, the Ninja Zords the Ninja Megazord from the Power Rangers movie. Oh, God. oh no. <laughs> yeah, the movies, the movies, those, the design on those were terrible, but all they did was just pretty much repackage the show, Megaz the show Megazord and put it out. I, that was what, the biggest thing I wanted when I was, when I turned 10, I got it. There's a video my mom shot of me Christmas night as I opened it. I, I flip out and I'm putting this thing together. It's awesome. And I got the Falcon Zord. I'm flying around with it. It was the greatest thing ever. Uh, Six weeks later, I make the foolish mistake of loaning it to my brother's friend who had the Shogun Megazord. I'm like, I would like to play with this. Would you like to play? He's like, yes. So he had the Falcon Zord already, so I'm like, we well, don't need it. So I had his Shogun Zord. It was awesome. And then one day, the headpiece that goes over the, the main Zord, because it had a, a separate headpiece for the helmet, goes missing. And I couldn't find it for the life of me. So guess who didn't get his Ninja Zord back? Oh, no. So it haunted me for years. Haunted me. So when eBay first came out, uh, or at least when I started getting on it, like, around 2001, 2002, and I was working. I was just like, yeah, let me see how much this is going. And uh, people were, like, wanted, like, 60 bucks for the thing. I'm just like, eh, I'm not willing to pay that right now. Luckily, uh, around 2005, 2006, I was at a collectible store down the street from Disneyland, and I was in there perusing looking to burn money because I was I was a foolish spender back then. Still kind of am. And uh, I was just like, ah, there's nothing catching my attention. As I'm walking out, in front of the uh, the register, there was a box of, like, their, you know, they kind of like, you know, how the used DVD stores, like, hey, new, new trade-ins this week. And lo and behold, there's a box. It's the Ninja Zord box, but it's not the movie box. It's the TV show version. And I stop. I'm like, wait a minute. And I pick it up, and it's just, it sounds like broken glass inside. I'm like, huh. So I pop it open, and I start pulling out piece by piece. I'm like, okay, all five are here, but are the extra parts? And, of course, they're all there, like the, the hand pieces and the little um, piece that goes in the bear's mouth. I'm like, oh, my God. So I start freaking out. And then there's like, a bunch of other miscellaneous figures inside of it. Like someone just dumped a ton of Power Ranger crap, sold it to these people for, like, five bucks. Because they had a price tag of $10 on it. I'm like, you fools. You have no idea what you have on your hand. <laughs> So I made sure it was intact. I, I quelled my, I like my, I did the the poker giveaway where my eyes lit up once I figured out it was all there. I gently put it down, looked at the price tag. It was ten dollars. I uh, nearly peed my pants, and uh, I lifted it up, put it on there. I'm like, excuse me, miss. She's like, yes. It's like, is this the correct price? I make, you know, just making sure that it wasn't, you know, some like someone bought it at a uh, at a thrift store and turned it in because those those to the Power Rangers Zords go for a hefty sum. She's like, no, that's our tag, ten bucks. 
Here's $10. Thank you very much. And I run screaming like a maniac out the door into my car, just going, Oh my God! And so I take it home, put it together, and nearly 12 years later, I have my beloved Ninja Megazord again. To the point it made me dig out my, my Falcon Zord, and in turns, I guess my brother's friend had brought over a power, brought over a Dragon Zord, the Green Ranger one, which I never owned as a kid, and somehow it ends up in my house. And I find I have this thing, and it was just a win all over. And I just, you know, I jumped high five the air. My brother comes in and it's like, "Are you playing with Power Ranger stuff?" I'm like, "Yes, I got this back." He's like, "All right, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go get Sandy. Do you, do you want to come with?" I'm like, "No, I'm gonna be in here playing with my toys." <laughs> Smart man. Mm -hmm. Hey, man, you know your priorities. I knew, I do know my priorities. That's why I bought two Godzilla figures this week, even though my my hours have been slashed. I had to pick up the, I, I purchased the uh, the Bandai uh, creation, the little vinyl Godzilla from uh, the new movie. Yes. And because he's such a better sculpt than the Japanese than the actual Bandai Japan one that came out. Actually, I when I met Matt Frank at uh, Power Morphicon. Someone had given him a uh, an, an early, you know, release of it, and he popped it out, and I'm just like, wait, what? He's like, I know, isn't it awesome? I'm like, it's so awesome, it's totally awesome. Like, we're just, like, geeking out over it, like, like a bunch of little kids for, like, 20 minutes. I'm just like, look, it's just so much better. He's like, I know, I can't believe it. So, that sits proudly on my computer right now, and then I purchased Nika's. I finally found a Nika 85 Godzilla, which I love. I posted some pictures up on, up on our Facebook page, so... That's been Chris wasting his cash. Um, so yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> so yeah, Jessica. That now that you sat there and listened to that, you got anything? You got anything going on? Uh, you know, I am wondering as you were speaking about eBay, when the Stife Godzilla, how high will its price ever go? Do they release that? You know, I don't. I didn't get to. I didn't keep on following up on it because of the price, mm -hmm. not because I don't care for you guys. It was because I also had to budget. So I was like, I. It's one of those like screenshot put into a folder. You know, one day if I have money, I could get it. Oh. But then now that I'm thinking about eBay. I'm thinking about how much do you think that could go in its maximum? Because uh, it is a lot of money <laughs> for something that is greatly crafted, but you cannot cuddle with. Because it's for those who've never held like a dice stuffed animal for the really premier ones, they're a little bit. Uh, they're harder in the inside. They're a little bit more stiff, and they are the type of stuffed animals where the arms and legs can move in mm -hmm. a joint-like ball-and-socket fashion. Mm -hmm. So it's a pull so, teddy bear. So, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping it won't go to, like, $1,500 or something. It's not that high. I'm looking right now at the sold ones. Uh, as of, uh, there was one that sold on the 31st. You want to take a ballpark guess what it sold at? Oh, geez. Uh, $1,000? No, 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 not that bad. Not that bad. Go low, hmm. go, go go quite lower. Go quite lower. Uh six hundred. Exact. Bam! Wow! Right on the dot. Five hundred ninety-nine dollars. Oh dang! Yeah. Uh, the previous, the one before that, same seller, went for five forty-nine. Uh, there's one that went here for six sixty-nine. That was right after Christmas. Yeah, six ten. How much was it? It was. $530, wasn't it? Uh, it was $554. Yeah, 500 
54. Yeah, because it's supposed to be obviously yeah. the year of yeah. when Godzilla first came out. Hence the hence the price tag. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. It looks it looks um it looks itchy. That's what it looks like. It looks itchy. Is like that if you, what you like, yes, like if you cuddled with this thing, it'd be just like um you remember back in the day those carpets they were like they weren't quite shag. They were like a real kind of like like rough velvety kind of th- like carpeting. Do you remember those? Yes, yes, you, I do know what you're talking about. God, they don't make those anymore because whoever did that was a masochist that came up with those things. Oh wow, forty dollars, forty-eight dollars to ship this thing too. So yeah, um, the guy, the, the the gentleman that purchased this uh, went well over six hundred dollars to to obtain this Godzilla stife. Yes, yeah, I, yes, there is. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, it just looks like. Uh, a rough course, like he does not look like he's cuddly. He looks like it's just like you run your hand against him, and it's just like, oh, this is this is uncomfortable. Like I'm just gonna put you up on the shelf, and then that'll be it. <laughs> it's one of those where you should have, mm-hmm. and it collects on the shelf for people to admire and to look at. I think if you really want your child to uh, cuddle with something uh, Etsy, mm-hmm. I'm sure there's a Godzilla plushie somewhere there, or just get. Yeah. A large stuffed iguana from Toys R Us. Well, I have, and then <laughs> you've got your. Well, here's something that might interest you as I'm perusing eBay still. Now, see, look, this is what you did. I have found a Gamera Two mini backpack plushie. It's a plushie. <gasps> oh my gosh! Yes, and he's only twenty bucks. Oh wow! Is he coming in from Japan? Where shipping is like thirty? Uh, no, he's coming from Emeryville up north in California. <laughs> Yeah, he he's from Gamera too. He comes in a bag. He's got a little. It looks like this is exactly what like a little Japanese girl would be wearing. Like you know, in, in like any sort of like you know anime, like she would have this like strapped to her back. It's a literal backpack, with like the shell opens up and you can put stuff in it. Oh my goodness, that's awesome! Yes. So I just I was looking up Godzilla plushies and uh, uh, I was because. Um, what was it? There's that GMK plush that's like super huge. Yeah, here he is right now. He's only forty bucks though, and I'm just still shocked that you don't have that because I know your affinity for uh, for stuffed animals. It is. It is. Right before this podcast started, I actually looked around my room and I thought to myself, I don't have enough plushies. <laughs> and then, and then I suddenly had like a flash forward where my whole room is filled like hoarder style. <laughs> from, you know, floor to ceiling with plushies, and I'm just swimming in it. But then I'm thinking, wait, if I think that, how do you know when to stop? Exactly. So I was like, no, I cannot have that thought. Because then, like, when is enough enough? enough? <laughs> it's In the collector world, it's never enough. You're never satisfied. You're always hungry. Like, it's almost like zombie-esque in its, in its um, insanity. Like, you get something, you're like, oh my god, I couldn't wait to get this. And then once you get it, like, that I call it the, it's the thrill of the hunt for like us toy collectors. I was just having a discussion about this with uh, my buddy George, and because uh, I've been out hunting for amiibos, I have I don't have a Wii. I don't have any need for amiibos. But the problem is, they made them. They made a couple of chase figures, and I've been bored, so I need something to go and do. So I've been hunting these amiibos because pretty much they're just like if I grab a couple of these, I can flip them for a profit on eBay. I am that kind of jackass. But the part as he was explaining, you know, as we both get, it's like. You don't care for when you get it. You want that feeling when you finally find it. Like you, it's not you can't you don't get that feeling when you go on eBay and buy it, or 
uh, you know, you buy it online. It's you have to go, you have to come across it, and you find it, and then you grab it. It's knowing that you either paid at at market price for it, or maybe even a little less, that makes it even some that makes it even sweeter. But once you have it, though, that feeling's gone, and then you need to replenish it. So now you move on to the next target. So that's essentially what it is, especially with you know, the, I mean, in, in our world. I mean, I look around my room right now. I've been slowly getting rid of like a lot of unnecessary stuff I've bought because of because of that feeling, especially at, like Comic Cons. I bought a lot of Anime Girl statues. I'm just like, I I don't I don't I don't watch I don't play Darkstalkers anymore. Do I really need this Morgan statue? Do I really need that? So, those have been slowly going, you know, to you know up on eBay to you know clear out some space. But there are other things though, like my um, I look at my Revel Tech uh, Black Gator Robo. That was. One of my greatest accomplishments. I found that at uh, BotCon last year in San Diego. The fool had it for 15 bucks. I nearly ripped my friend's head off when I found it. Because it was one of those things I've been looking for forever. And I could have bought it on eBay. But the problem with eBay was it was like $80. I'm just like, ah, I'm not, I'm not going to spend that. And so every comic show I go to, I always ask, like, all those, uh, you know, like, uh, Japanese dealers that, you know, bring in, like, the... Um, Rebel Techs and the uh, Kyoto and all the Kyoto stuff. So, hey, do you got this? I'm like, no, but I got it at my at my shop. It's like sixty bucks. I'm like, all right. This guy had it for fifteen. Didn't again. One of those moments, like the light, like the Megazord. Did not care what he had. Just like I need to get rid of this junk. Take it. I'm like, you, you idiot. Like my, I, I had to again quell myself because I'm just like, if I, if he knows that I really want this, he might like look. It's like, no, maybe I want twenty five, thirty dollars for it because you want it so bad. That's the fear. That's the insanity that runs through my head when it comes to collecting. No, I completely understand. I completely understand what you mean. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, do you have the Beanie Baby uh, Godzilla series? I sure do. Ah, shocking. Hold on a second. The room's spinning. Okay, I'm sitting down. Wow. So, uh, so that's been our talk about Beanie Baby. Oh, hey, there's a um, Van Presto Tiny Gamera from uh, 92. He's a little plushy. This, looks, this reeks of, of Jessica all over it. Yes, yes it is. And actually, I do have one golden. For those, if you go to Google Images mm-hmm. and you type in Gamera Plush, mm-hmm. there is, like, a couple photos down, you'll see it. It's a large brown plush Gamera looking like he's erupting from an egg. Found it right here. And, and in the background is half of a softer prop. Mm-hmm. And on the bottom is black and white checkered floor floor tiles, and it's actually on my friend's website, mm-hmm. which is armandrancho.blogspot.com. His name is Armand Vancur. He's uh, Vancur. I'm so sorry, I butchered your last name, dude. Um, he's an awesome guy. He's actually been on our podcast yes, before. He, has. he was our guest mm-hmm. on our podcast, and um, Armand apparently it's on his site. I am looking for that plush. I believe I may have asked him about it. I may or may not. I apologize if my memory serves me incorrect. But I believe it was something made for the promotion of the movie. For the premiere. So it's one of those super rare things to get. Yeah, so, but I really want it. (laughs) Pardon me. Of course you do. He looks, well, he's busting out. It's the, it's the Toto Gamma from Gamma the Brave. Which, God, that movie's almost 10 years old now. Wow. Um, which, by the way, do you, have you ever seen that thing on, on um, 
Facebook, that meme that goes around where people are, it, it's a story that says, you won't believe the size of this turtle they drudged out of the Japanese sea. And no, I haven't seen it's that It's literally, when I saw him, like, that's from Gamera, that's like from Gamera the Brave, and literally, like, people are like, oh my, like, the comments are like, this thing's real, how, and it's, it was a, they, there's, if you've seen the movie, there's a scene when after, um, little Gamera, fight Zetas for the first time and he gets his uh, butt whooped. They put him on the back of a flatbed and then they drive him down. And that was a full-size prop. So they took the the production stills from that and then they've been sending around this thing where they've been it, it, it's it's a um it's like a backdoor kind of trap because it's just it's marketing some crap to to foolish people who who click on it. It's clickbait. But pretty much people are like I can't believe this is, you know, something's like that shows how gullible people are. But the, I'm just, I have, I've pointed out, like, I've seen it, it co- pops up every six months or so, and I have to point out, it's like, no, it's from this movie. And I think it's Snoops, the site that, is it Snoops that, that debunks internet rumors? I think, I think it's them. I think they've posted something on there, too, that's like, no, this is from a Japanese, you know, film. Do not believe that there's a turtle this large and tusked out there. It's not, it, it, it doesn't exist. So... But yeah, no, he's, he's soft and I think one of the largest turtles, or at least the land mass, is the Galapagos. Yes. And, you know, a few others. So, no, there is not a giant flying turtle with us. As much as little Jesse wanted at the <laughs> age of three and four, the largest one, sadly, is nowhere near that size. Yes. So, but, yeah, I'll, I'll put the link in the uh, in the show notes. You can check it out. Yeah, he's a big, brown, like, he almost looks like a walrus because he's just so brown. Like, you don't really see the outline of the shell. So you're almost thinking, it's like, why is there a giant walrus hatching from an egg? But it's like, oh, okay, upon further <laughs> It is Gamera, and he's soft and cuddly. He looks like he's pretty big, too, because he's sitting next to a bunch of child seats for uh, theater. So it looks like he yes. stands like three yes. or four foot. So you just know that there's some executive's kid that has this sitting in his room right now from like 10 years ago. He doesn't care for it anymore. He's just like, yeah, you know, my dog chews on it every once in a while. And, you know, it just, you know, it just sits here. You know, my dad got it, you know, from his job. That sucks. I don't even, it hurts my heart just to hear that the person's dog is chewing on it. Mm-hmm. Nothing against the dog. It's not the dog's fault. No. The dog doesn't know. It's, just the it's fool, an owner issue. Um, however, if it was in good enough condition, dear person out there, I will I will find you, and I will find some way to get it from you. So, all right. Well, uh, in other notes, uh, real quick, um, if you like the Gridman short, the... Uh, Japan Animation Expo also released a second kaiju-related uh, short called Power Plant 33, which is really awesome. It's a CG short. It's a mixture of CG and uh, cell animation. And pretty much it's about a, uh, a small town that garners all their power from a sleeping kaiju in the middle of town. Like, they have, like, just wires hooked into this thing. And it's just it's napping, and then every once in a while it shakes, and, like, electricity, like, bolts out of it, and they sap the electricity from it to power the town. And then literally out of nowhere, a giant robot shows up to fight it. It is pretty amazing. I'll put that in the show notes too, so you should check that out. Uh, oh god, I had a couple other things here. I, I think that's... Oh! <laughs> if uh, you also, if you're watching at this time too, or if you're listening, the same site has put out a new Evangelion. If you're into that, it's kind of related. A new Evangelion short, which is amazing like i can't i can't put in any other words just how glorious 
this short is. Like, if you like Ava, you just like giant, you know, giants in general, like like going nuts. Watch this thing. It is it. You're like I I I'm I'm at loss for words. I have no other way to describe it other than it's a work of art. Uh, so yeah, I think that's it. I think you know this this was kind of a pretty. We're, we just wanted to get something up for uh, this week. Um, we do have a lot of awesome stuff coming up, though. Do we not, Jessica? Yes. Yes, we do. So we got two things pretty much confirmed. You'll know next week when they go up. Uh, believe me, we have uh, – and it's it's in form of, uh, of a couple of guests, too. So uh, the first one you're definitely going to want to tune into because I'm going to pick this poor man's brain apart. Just that's how awesome he is. Um, and, yes. So – on that note, Jessica, where can the good people find more of our work? Yes, you can actually find us over at Facebook.com. We are the Kaiju Kingdom Podcast. We are also on the Tumblr at the same name. And also the same name, the Kaiju Kingdom Podcast at gmail.com. But also on Twitter, due to limit of username characters, we are just the Kaiju Kingdom. No podcast. However, you know, we look forward to any form of communication you have with us. And I also believe there's a lovely uh, young lady out there, a shout-out from Chris. I think you're going to send her. She's never won anything before. Yes. Uh, but... uh, she was one of the recipients of uh, the Wolfman vs. Godzilla poster contest we ran last month. Unfortunately, uh, she, she, she informed me that her poster came pretty messed up. It's just, it broke my heart. And I'm just like, that, just... You don't have to say another word. I will send you a new one. So, to Jessica Ezinari, I'm pretty sure I just butchered that name. A-Z-Z-I-N-N-A-R-I. Your poster's on the way. I hope you enjoy it. Hopefully it shows up uh, unscathed as well, too. I am packing it as well as I I humanly can. So, uh, on that note, uh, also, yes, uh, I think I'm going to have another contest coming up at the end of next month depending on a couple of things. So uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, for everyone else who did enter that, that our last uh, uh, our last contest, thank you for entering. Just, you know, we I'll, I'm putting these up every couple of months. Just keep entering, you know, and, uh, you know, you never know. You're gonna, you might want something cool. Uh, on that side note, too, again, we are on iTunes, and we are on Stitcher as well. So for those who do not like right-clicking and downloading, you can go to uh, iTunes and look up the Kaiju Kingdom podcast. Um Jessica, would we appreciate some feedback on that? Yes, we would love your feedback on iTunes. Mm -hmm. And so, so far from what I've last read, they've all been very nice and very sweet. So thank you very much. Yes. So any, any, uh, any feedback would be greatly appreciated. Also, I have begun the process of putting up a lot of our older shows onto YouTube as well. So if you're ever just bored and, uh, you know, I'm I'm kind of making those a little little fun. So I put up um, uh, Mark's first episode where he discusses his odyssey of finding Wolfman versus Godzilla. You can check that out on our YouTube page. Just look up the uh, Kaiju Kingdom podcast. That's up on YouTube. So more will be coming. I got a couple other things I'm working on for that for that too. So that, another place to just tune into. And Jessica, where can the good people find more of your work? You can find me. Actually, you can friend me mm-hmm. on Facebook. So, unfortunately, they made change my wonderful last name. So, it's actually, you can find me as Jessica Seng, T-F-E-A-N-G, 
Um, currently, as we're speaking right now, I believe it's me in a Batman hoodie <laughs> with a delicious large cheesecake in front of me that I'm eating. Mm-hmm. And you can friend me. If it changes, we'll put in the show notes. I don't, I don't think I'll be changing that profile picture for some time. Mm-hmm. You can Facebook friend me. Feel free to inbox me. Let me know that you've heard it from here. So you are a lovely future friend as opposed to some rando that just found me somewhere in another place. I don't know. Um, I would love to get to know new friends. <laughs> and uh, and also you can find me at girlongeek.com and thecomicbookgirl.com. And from there, it goes all the way out to all my different social media sites. And there are quite quite many of them. Uh, you can also check out more of my work over at therealmcast.com. I have uh, my rate of podcast I'm running right now. Uh, I've run the Take Two podcast with uh, my good buddy George. We'll recap all the news in the week. I also... Uh, run the uh, run down the flash. So if you're watching the flash and you want to hear my sultry commentary on it, you can check that out. We also have uh, rundowns for The Walking Dead and uh, Arrow as well. I am not on those shows though. But uh, if you hate my voice and but you want to check out something else, go give those shows a a quick uh, listen. And uh, you can also check out our Comics Unchained podcast if you like comic books. So okay, well that's our first show 2015, Jessica. Yay! Very yes. excited. Hopefully, many more to come. Um, I hopefully hopefully we'll have it on a, a far tighter schedule than we did last year. We're still working out some kinks, but um, hopefully, I'm I'm hoping to have two episodes a month up for you for you fine folks. So uh, just please keep tuning in. Please keep leaving feedback. It lets us know that someone out there is actually listening and watch and and you know at least enjoying what we're putting out. So for all right, full. That will do it for us for this week. So for myself and... Jessica, hey! Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.